Hello and welcome to Braun Show. This is Braun. It's great to be back with you. We are finishing up the series top 10 ways for Americans to improve in 2021. Number 10, or maybe it's number one, depending on how you look at it. This simple. Listen to this podcast regularly. <laughs> no, I joke. I joke. I kid. Number 10 is cancel the cancel culture. Forbid yourself to participate in the culture that tries to cancel every person you disagree with. Now, we kind of saw this at the beginning of uh, the Trump administration, as actually during the primaries. So this is not a new thing. This is something that has escalated. This actually started even before Trump. This, uh, My first recollection of this was with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby uh, had come out and admitted that some of the allegations against him were true. And at that, it was nigh impossible to find the Cosby show anywhere. It was as though the man never existed before. I mean, you couldn't find his stuff anywhere. He was, he was taken off the face of the earth. Now, Cosby happened to be a liberal. It was very interesting to see that happen to a liberal. And that was, for me at least, the first time that I paid note and attention and saw the direction that our culture was going. And all it has done since then is ramped up and it's gotten worse. And now they've actually tried to cancel a president of the United States. Absolutely bizarre. It is bizarre. That's, that's probably one of the best words we would be able to find for it. But over the course of the last several years, I have noticed there are people that I strongly disagreed with with some of their views. But the more times have changed, the more common ground I now have with them. For instance, the attorney Horowitz. If you don't know Horowitz and you go back and you do some uh, research, Horowitz is a liberal. I mean, he is, he is the old, he's the 80s, 90s, the early 2000s liberal. Now, he's a conservative. The guy was supporting Trump during and was Trump's attorney during the impeachment hearings that was um, in its own was just crazy now I am not in case you don't know I was not a supporter of Trump I did not vote for him however free speech is an important part of American culture and that is our primary free speech and the right to freely practice your religious views and beliefs are tantamount to our culture. And if ever that is lost, we're done away with. So guess what that means? Horowitz has now found himself an, an ally in me. Now I'm going to stand up for him. I believe in him and what he's doing currently. Now, if I would have just totally canceled him because he comes at it from a leftist perspective or a more liberal perspective, because leftists, they're the ones that actually want to shut down free speech, but he comes at it from a more liberal perspective, but we can agree on the right to speak your mind freely. Somebody I might have canceled, I now agree with. And there's also the case with Trump. Trump was never libertarian. He was never for smaller government. That was never his case. I And so for me, I wasn't surprised when he spent trillions and trillions of dollars. It wasn't a shock. And when he pushed for Congress this last time around to give $2,000 to every American instead of only 600 and both of those absolutely disastrous, nonetheless, I couldn't agree with him on that. But that doesn't mean that he shouldn't have the right to say it. The cancel culture is an absolute 
disgrace to American culture. But the crazy thing is that, you know, we, we'd like to blame Amazon for uh, taking down their servers of parlor, right? We would like to blame Facebook for doing their stupid fact checks and taking people off and blocking them. And we'd like to blame Twitter and all these big tech companies and, we, and YouTube, Google, right? We'd love to be able to attack them. Now we can say uh, iPhone, Apple, they're the same thing. We would love to be able to attack them and say that you guys are un-American. This is not right. And granted, it is un-American. But the issue, the issue is not Amazon, it's not Google. The issue is the culture that we have allowed to fester. The cancel culture, we were doing that to each other well before they decided to take Parler down, well before Facebook decided that it's going to start blocking people and Twitter was going to kick somebody off forever, kick the President of the United States off for the rest of his life. This is not a new thing. Tech companies, big tech, are late to the game. We've been doing it to each other for far too long. What we should have been doing is embracing each other, even with our differences, and see if we could communicate without getting so upset that we just write each other off for absolutely eternity. That was a disastrous decision. Bill Cosby. I apologize for this nation. Yes, what you did was reprehensible. It was, uh, you belonged in jail. Uh, you, you, you eventually came out and admitted that what you had done. And, and so your course of action and the judgment that came was totally matched. It was qualified. However, the American culture and the decision to cancel you was in error. It was erroneous. It was wrong. And our decision to cancel anybody. And before, you know, at least Bill Cosby, he did something that was horrendous. But now we'll cancel people just because they went to D.C. at a certain time. We will cancel people just because they have a political view that is different than ours. We will cancel people for the smallest infractions of our sense of morality. And many times our sense of morality can change from day to day or week to week. But that person, whoever has been canceled, is now canceled probably forever. Now, I've got to be honest, I've had that issue myself. I have canceled people. And I was totally and completely wrong for doing it. And sometimes I canceled them for the stupidest things that you could ever imagine. One particular individual, he had a daughter. His daughter, now I have three children, and his daughter was my middle daughter's age. And they were talking on the phone. And his daughter was talking to my middle daughter and asked to talk to my eldest daughter, to which my middle daughter was very upset and started to cry because she felt like all of her friends wanted to be Elena's friend instead of hers. So what did I do? I just blew a gasket. And I said, that's it. No more. We're done with them. You're not talking to her. And I'm not talking to the dad. And I totally wiped them off the face of the earth in my mind. And we had no communication with them for years, literally years. God had to get my attention. And that's all the story all on its own. It'll be its own podcast. When God finally got my attention, I got on Facebook Messenger 
and I sent him a message. I called him out by name and I apologized and said, I'm so sorry. What I did was totally wrong. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your daughter's fault. I'm not giving the name because I want to protect the innocent in this case because he was completely innocent. His daughter was only, what, maybe six, eight years old? And I totally canceled them for the dumbest, smallest infraction. And it lasted for years until God got my attention. And when God got my attention and I responded and I apologized, he responded with one of the most humble, loving, gracious responses he could have ever given. We were very close up until this point. Relatively, we were, we were pretty close. His response was so simple. Yes, of course, we're family. I asked, could you forgive me? His response, yes, of course, we're family. He will probably not hear this podcast. He'll probably not listen. But I will tell you, the character of that man, in my estimation, shot up a thousand times more, more than my own, and more than it already was. What a man. He refused to partake in the cancel culture that I had allowed myself to get caught up in. Stop canceling people. You are losing valuable relationships, friendships, family members. And those that time you will never, ever be able to get back. I've got other family members that have canceled each other. And some had canceled each other, and it ended up going for about 10 years. And then they get back together, and they're friends again, and they're able to talk and spend time together. But another issue will arise, and the cancel starts all over. Americans, we can do better than this. We can do better than this. As a matter of fact, Jesus had said that the day was coming when mother would turn on daughter and daughter would turn on mother and father would turn on his son and son on his father. He foretold of the days that we're seeing today that neighbor would turn on neighbor. We're living to see that. How can Americans improve? It's simple. Even if you have views that I disagree with, and some views I disagree very strongly. I can still talk to you. We can still get beyond it. We can still love each other. We can still be cordial. We can still have a relationship. For me, one of the amazing things is here at the moment while I'm doing this podcast, I'm in upstate New York with my family. And my uncle, my uncle is a die-hard conservative to some extent. Now, he's a, he's a Northeastern conservative. And so, Northeastern conservative is a little different from a Southern conservative, right? And, of course, I'm now, I don't consider myself either. I uh, just don't consider myself conservative at all. However, my aunt, his wife, is a liberal. And yet, they have been married for over 50 years. I go to I have been to the elections with them. I've been, I've ridden with them when they went to vote. And I sat in the car and waited. And one would go in to vote against the other one. <laughs> so your vote is going to be canceled by my vote. That was, I got to tell you, when they got out of the car, they were cordial. They loved each other. 
And when they got back in the car, they were cordial. They loved each other. Of course, they heard all kinds of comments from me. I just enjoyed the whole interaction. But it taught me something. I can disagree with you and still love you. I can disagree with you and yet talk to you. One of the greatest communications I've had with them since I've been back up here this time, the greatest communication, some of that has been about the lack, now politically-wise, not family-wise, because those are amazing conversations that I just won't be able to share here. But politically, to hear both of them talk about the destruction of civility in our culture. And now it's made itself and it's made its way into politics. It's made its way into almost every aspect of our lives, so much so that people are scared to state what they view or their views because they could lose their job and they could lose their home. People are being kicked out of their houses because they disagreed with the landlord over something. We're seeing crazy times. You and I don't have to participate in that. We can love people even when they're trying to be unlovable. As a matter of fact, we are called to love people that are unlovable. We are called to make a difference. We are called to be a light. And a light is only valuable in darkness. That's when it's the most valuable. Nobody thinks to get a light or turn the light on in the daytime when there are no clouds. But when the clouds come in and the nighttime sets, everybody goes looking for a light. You and I, we have that opportunity to be that light. But we cannot be that light if we continue to cancel each other. We have to learn to rise above it and love our adversary, love our enemy. Matter of fact, Jesus said, if you, don't, if you love your friends, if you love those that love you, what reward do you have? If you want a true reward, love those that hate you. I think he was telling the truth. That's what we need today. And I'm running out of time. So we will talk to you guys later.